0: I have built this what you would call success from survival strategies and and subconscious thoughts that are designed to protect me, keep me safe, but are fueled by thoughts, beliefs, opinions, and positions that have led to suffering. Recently, I've built the best mastermind coaching program that exists for fitness professionals by giving you the shortest, no BS path to grow to six, seven, and even eight figures regardless of your starting level. My coaching was designed to give you the skills, systems, and support to become an industry mover and shaker and build the business and life of your dreams. Hey, welcome back to the Vince Del Monte podcast, and today we're going to be talking about how to operate from your higher self instead of your lower self. Now I'm using this concept uh, because it's what uh, society kind of um, coins, acceptable higher self, lower self. It's not actually accurate. It's more of a marrying of the conscious mind and the subconscious mind. And I wanna unpack these terms in as simple definitions as possible. So the subconscious mind would be the equivalent of our lower self. But we don't wanna necessarily look at it as better or worse, but I am gonna go with this uh, framework uh, because I think a lot of people will resonate with it easier. And I wanna really help you um, operate from the best version of you, all right? So, what is the subconscious mind? The subconscious mind is all of the thoughts that have created your beliefs which have then led to your opinions, which have then led to your positions. So I'll say that again. Your thoughts that become your opinions, which become your um, thoughts, that become your beliefs, that become your opinions, that become your positions. All right. And if you look at why humans suffer, it is because of those four things. The only reason that humans suffer is because of your thoughts, which lead to your beliefs, which lead to your Opinions which lead to your positions. If you didn't have thoughts, beliefs, opinions, or positions, you would have no suffering. So let that sink in for a bit. And the subconscious mind operates 94% of your thoughts. Now, here's what's really interesting about the subconscious mind it is formed before you become logical. If you're a female, uh, females tend to become logical around the ages of 12 to 14. Uh, males tend to become logical between the ages of 14 to 16. So what that means is 94% of your thoughts came before you were logical. Think about that. 94% of your thoughts came before you were logical, which means things that happen before you can make sense of them, if you will, have informed the way you see the world. They have informed your thoughts, your beliefs, your opinions, and your positions. Now, some of those things might be serving you. Some of those things may not be serving you, but they appear that they're serving you. And what I mean by that is that when we form certain thoughts, beliefs, opinions, and positions— what happens is we can start to create an identity. And I'm gonna tell you guys a story about myself so you can really you can really understand this, but we have to understand these concepts first. And we have to understand that the subconscious mind is designed to do one thing. It's designed to keep you safe, it's designed to protect you. So we develop these identities, which oftentimes help project that we are living successfully in the world's eyes, but it might be coming from a wounded part of us that happened before we became logical. And when we look back, when we were growing up, everything between ages of 0 to 7, 7 to 14, we've all experienced certain um, wounds, traumas. Um, it could be a critical parent. It could have been abuse in the home. It could have been um, perhaps being told not to show your emotions. It could have been told to always um, present yourself a certain way. All of these things have shaped the way you see the world. And some of them have helped you survive. This is the fascinating thing. So let me share with you guys my story real quickly. And this has taken me almost a year of digging to. Finally unpacked, and it's um, why I have become successful. And it's really quite interesting because you look at a guy like myself, and I and I want to help you guys see others through my story, and maybe see yourself through my story. Uh, one of the things that I had to figure out um, when my hit, when my life hit rock bottom a year ago is how the hell did I get here? And a lot of it had to do with pursuing external validation the worldly idols of fame power fortune and pleasure and climbing the ladder of success and accomplishment and i had to figure out when did this pattern of seeking external validation start and by the way you don't need to understand the why behind all of this like to the like the you know ninth level because you might have to come back in another lifetime and live that in order to figure it out and you might not want to So we don't need to go that crazy, but we need to be aware of our patterns. So when I started to dig into my story, what I discovered was that growing up, I was really unique. I had the war club, the comic book club, the Indian club, the monster club, the spy club. I had tree forts. I had people come over to my place and they had to bring money to come into the club. And uh, I just was very different. I was very unique. I was a drawer. I used to uh, love drawing voluptuous woman inspired from the comic books I looked. My mom never loved it, (laughs) rightfully so. She's looking out for her son and wasn't too sure what I was getting into. I was getting into the kind of the Dungeons and Dragons and some of the more, you know, scarier type of um, comic books, like Ghost Rider, Evil Spirits, things like that. And I was unique. I was different. And um, coming to high school... You know, I always felt that I didn't fit in. There was just something awkward. I always felt like Rocky Balboa. I always felt like a little punchy, like, hey, I got what you call a punchy brain. And um, I just didn't feel like I naturally fit in. I didn't have like a natural personality. I was just kind of awkward. And um, I remember always having a desire to fit in. You know, I just, I didn't roam the halls confidently. I was just one of those guys. I was very timid, very shy, introvert, sensitive, and none of those traits are wrong. None of those traits are wrong. Just painting a picture for you of what I was like. But I think I actually saw some of those traits. Now, looking back, I just had an aha moment while I'm recording. I might have even perceived some of those things as negative. Um, that's interesting. I'm going to have to process that. And I always um, you know, wanted to fit in specifically with a number of these Italian guys. Because they were the good looking guys. They knew how to dress. Uh, their hair was just right. They had great tan skin. And I was a pretty good looking guy too. But I didn't even know it. Um, but I just didn't have their confidence. Uh, you know, these guys were smooth with the ladies. Uh, they were, you know, the guys guys wanted to be. And the guys the girls wanted to be with. Those were the guys I wanted to be more like. And... You know, interestingly enough, I started making some headway with a couple of them uh, because I sat beside one of them in uh, in, in one of my, um, I forget what class it was on, on, mathematics, maybe grade 11. And he had a, a, you know, connection with one of the guys. And I kind of started making my inroads to this cool club. And I found out that on Fridays and Saturdays, they'd go drinking. And, uh, you know, I never grew up with alcohol, never saw my parents drink. You know, it just wasn't even in the house, just wasn't even a topic. And, um, you know, I saw my no-no drink wine in that. But it was never a thing, you know. And uh, when I went to one of the first parties I was invited to, I remember these guys would bring beer. And they'd bring them in cases of 12 and cases of 24. And, and I didn't even know what a 2-4 was. I just thought it was like, crazy that guys would drink alcohol and beer. Like, isn't that gross? But because I had such a burning desire to fit in and to be one of the guys and to be accepted... Um, I decided to try my first beer, and it led to two beers and three beers because these parties went on, and I guess you just continue to open up beers and drink and sit around and talk. And I wasn't sure why they were drinking because it tasted gross. I'm like, why are you guys drinking this stuff? It's disgusting. And we have to sneak into the you know uh, LCBO to with fake ID to you know buy this alcohol case. It didn't make any sense to me, and I was an athlete too, so this wasn't definitely helping my recovery. All this to say, as I was always trying to fit in. And what happened was, you know, years and years later, when your life hits a rock bottom and you have to look inwards and figure out how the hell did this happen, I had to look at what led to me becoming so obsessed with becoming successful and making a name for myself. And um, I was speaking with my mentor. I was at uh, her place, and uh, there was a couple others there as well for a very small retreat. And um, she said, you were probably bullied when you were younger. And I said, I don't think I was, actually. And I and I thought about that. Was I bullied? Was I bullied? Did I block it out? Did I get beat up? I don't remember because it was so bad, and I can't remember. I'm like, I never got bullied, like really physically bullied I you know had some issues here and there. I got in a couple fights, but like I wasn't bullied in the context that you're all, we're probably all thinking right now. Um, like I wasn't picked on repeatedly. And um, one of the guys in the group said something that completely rocked my world because I had to figure out why did I pursue all this external validation? External validation, like why couldn't I find internal validation? Because everyone says get internal validate, validate yourself. I, I get it, but why can't I? Why does external validation feel so much better? Why did I build an entire life around building businesses and getting known and being on social media and uh, just building a name for myself? I got to build a name for myself. Why? I got to build a name for myself. Okay, so 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 again, a lot of the things I'm saying are probably are like confusing you because you're like, yeah, what is wrong with building a name for yourself? It's because what was the source of the drive? See, you're missing the point. It's where did it come from? Where did it come from? And I had to dig into where did it come from. And what I realized uh, through this um, recent event, a small group retreat, and one of the individuals said, Vince, you didn't get bullied. You bullied yourself. And, And when he said that, I've had a lot of time to process this, so I probably won't get emotional right now, but I just started bawling my eyes out. And I realized in the first time in my life, I bullied myself out of being authentically me. It wasn't authentically me to drink. It wasn't authentically me to sneak into strip joints with these guys at the age of like way too young because I wanted to be a part of the group. It wasn't my. It wasn't authentically me to use fake ID to get into the bars. It wasn't authentically me. That wasn't me. And like, well, oh, Vince, you're, this is when you were young. This is what you do. Not. It's not what you do. It's a wounded part of you that is trying to fit in. And it is not the whole you. So again, we don't beat ourselves up. I'm sharing this without any judgment. There's no, um, there's no like right or wrong in this. It's just understanding where our patterns come from. And when I understood that my pattern of seeking external validation came from wanting to be a part of the cool kid club, <laughs> it sounds so simple, right? And like it's so much more deeper than that. But at the end of the day, it was literally that simple. There was a desire to fit in. I compromised who I was. I created these external validation loops. I built a different identity of being, Vince being successful, Vince being, uh, you know, a world dominator and a, you know, what are all the terms? You know, an industry mover and shaker. Like these words became my identity, but they were all fueled from this wound of not validating myself and knowing that I was unique, knowing that I was special, knowing that I was made in the image of God knowing that I was a son of God, knowing that I was an heir, knowing that I already have his inheritance, knowing all the things that I grew up spiritually knowing, but I didn't really know. I'd heard them, but I had never really actually internalized them. And that's typically how it is, right? This is this is the inner work. No, normally we don't do inner work until we're in our 40s, 50s. Uh, some people don't even do it, uh, period. Some people do it in their 60s, 70s. And it typically doesn't happen until you have to understand a catastrophic event in your life. And a catastrophic event in your life that is so painful that you you never want to experience it again, and, and you have to understand where did this pattern start. And um, thankfully, this rock bottom happened to me uh, before you know I made maybe too much money. I'm I'm a hundred percent convinced that the more money you make, the harder it is to wake up, and you don't want to make a lot of money until you wake up because it just amplifies the wound and. Anyways, that's a separate topic for another day. But I share all this to help you understand the lower self, higher self concept. You see, the lower self Vince is the Vince who is fueling everything in order to fit in, in order to be recognized, in order to be accepted. That's the lower version of me. Now, what I hear from a lot of people is like, but Vince, that's the version of uh, you that made all this money. And I want to learn from you. Because you made all this money. No, you don't want to learn that part because it'll lead to dysfunction as well. You got to understand that just because somebody makes a ton of money doesn't mean you want to do everything that they did. Because it might have come through a process that is leading to a road that's leading to a hole or a a grave that you don't want to dig. You see, this is why we have to wake up. This is why we have to wake up. I'm awake for the first time in 43 years. I'm awake, and now I'm aware of one, my lower self, my subconscious self, the subconscious self that said, hey, Vince, when you don't fit in, compromise. Bend. Adapt. Go against your values and your voice and your vision. See, that's the subconscious me protecting me. Now, why, how's it protecting me? Because that's what gave me an identity. And I'm afraid, I'm afraid that if I step into my higher self and become authentically me, people might not love me. Because this is how I gain all this worldly success. I'm afraid people might not like me. But guess who's hurting the most when I'm not living real and raw? And you know what raw is spelled back, backwards? War. Who suffers the most? Me, because I'm at war with myself, because I'm not living real and raw. So what we need to do is we need to now step into authenticity, our true self. That's when we're living in our conscious, in a higher conscious state. And that's when we dance with our subconscious. And our subconscious never disappears. Like, it's not like we're trying to kill off our lower self. It's not. That's why I said at the start, this isn't the best framework, but it kind of helps you understand. Like, I kind of like to use it because... People kind of respond to like a lower version that that term. It's not technically correct because you never you never kill off your inner child because your inner child made you who you are, right? We we have to love our inner child, right? Our inner child, like at the same time, I built tremendous amount of wealth, right? I've uh, built an incredible company. I've employed. Uh, gazillions of people. I've coached you know, thousands of clients. I've transformed tens of thousands of lives. So at the same time, I extend myself forgiveness. It wasn't all in vain, but we have to understand that a lot of my success came from survival strategies. The majority, 99% of the people you see that you consider successful are successful, quote unquote, successful, quote unquote, are from survival strategies. Are you with me? You have to wake up. You cannot lead until you wake up. So, what I'm sharing with you is that we have to start to become aware of when the subconscious is running the show. And when I'm making decisions from trying to fit in, be accepted, be one of the cool kids, it's not the healthiest version of me making the decision. And I have to talk to that inner child and I have to coach him and say, hey, buddy, thanks for bringing this to my attention. I gotcha. I'm here. I'm never going to leave you. We're going to work on this together. I'm so proud of you for recognizing this. And what we do is we we talk to each other. I parent the little child that thinks that he needs to have the beer in order to fit in. I say, Vince, you can, be, you can go to the party. You don't have to drink a beer. You're unique. You're special. You're one of a kind. And I have to remind myself that every single day, even as a 43, actually a 44-year-old man now. Just turned 44. Two days ago, three days ago. So I want to just introduce this all to you. And this is a part of my uh, calling, I believe, a big part of my calling. Every 11 years, if you look at the angel, uh, if you look at the... Um, uh, there's, a, there's a whole thing on uh, um, angel signs, uh, 1111. If you look it up, you can learn all this. A lot of spiritual people know about this. Um, I don't know a ton about it, but every 11 years, so from 22 to 33, 33 to 44, 44 to 55, 55 to 66, 66 to 77, you have to decide what you're going to master every 11 years. Interestingly, I just turned 44. So between 44 and 55, I have to decide what I'm going to master the next 11 years. And it's interesting how this past year has been the most uh, transformative year of my life. It has been the first year I've uh, begun the process of awakening. Now, I'm not fully awake. I believe it's going to take me a substantial amount of time to be. Full. I mean, you have to decide if you want to be awake. And being awake is starting to unpack like everything. And and, and it's it's truly understanding that. You know, I have built this, what you would call success from survival strategies and and subconscious thoughts that are designed to protect me, keep me safe, but are fueled by thoughts, beliefs, opinions, and positions that have led to suffering and that don't serve the highest version of me and trying to become a version of me that continues to grow, but not from a fuel source of I need to fit in, but from a fuel source of I'm so special, so unique that I want to give this version of me to the world. Which ties into why you start hearing me talk about things that don't have to do with, if you will, you know, specifically fitness business coaching. Why is Vince talking about testosterone and uh, caffeine and sugar and uh, alcohol? Like what does that have to do with building a fitness business? Well, those are things that are authentically a part of my story right now. And in the past, I would compartmentalize and say, well, now nah, that's not that's not going to, You know, support being accepted. Because if I start telling people to come off testosterone, I'm going to get blasted. You know, I got friends, like I think half my friends, if not all of my buddies, the majority of my buddies are on TRT, right? Like, oh, shoot, that's going to be pretty awkward when I see them. A lot of my coaching clients, that's going to be pretty awkward. How am I going to make them feel? But guess what? That's not being authentic. Worrying about what you think is not being authentic. At least now you know where I stand. Do you not have more respect for me? We don't have to agree but you don't have more respect for me that you now know where I stand on something. I'd rather you like, hey, Vince, I don't agree with you at all on your testosterone views. And I think alcohol is totally fine every once in a while. And I think caffeine in moderation is one of the greatest things in the world. I'm not here to wake you up. This is what I've done. I feel called to do to wake me up. This is my authentic self. And this is what I'm telling you in order to live your most most authentic life to attract the right kind of people into your world, we have to start doing this work and start understanding who's making the decisions, your lower self or higher self, the subconscious or the conscious. And we want to start to bring these two things together. I know this is super pretty heavy. Um, maybe um, this is the first time you've heard anything about this, but this is the inner work. I'm telling you, 99% of the leaders, quote unquote leaders that you look up to, are are, are they're sleeping. They're saying the right things but it, it's, it, they're not actually embodying it. Um, not meaning to sound judgmental here, but a lot of people that you look up to are sleeping and they haven't had the rock bottom moment to have to like introspect. I have, I'm so grateful. It's been absolutely brutal. I don't know the outcome and I have my hands open uh, with, uh, I don't know what's going to happen with my story. So I share all this to help you start to become aware that, there is a constant fight for you to become the best version of you, and it's rooted in things that happened before you became logical. And the, you know, I do this coaching with a lot of my clients. If you were to work with me in the VIP one-on-one coaching, this is the kind of stuff that we unpack. Like, I can't coach you on tactics and strategies if you're running from old programming. It's kind of like um, you using like an iPhone three. <laughs> like we're trying to like build your business off an iPhone or even an iPhone eight. Never mind, it's like you come in, what are we up to, iPhone 14, 15 or something? It's like you come in with a phone that's four years old. Like you just don't have an upgraded operating system. And most people never upgrade their operating system. And even in business coaching programs, they don't teach you any of this. They don't even talk about it because the coach has never done this work. So they're giving you tactics and tactics, but it's all you know, fueled by, from dysfunction. So you can make some gains, but this is why you've got all these people in a coaching program who are making tens of thousands of dollars a month, you know, you know, hundred, hundred K a month. And then you got a, a room full of people who are empty and unfulfilled and are unsatisfied. Like that's, that's fucked up. <laughs> that's fucked up. There's fucking people dying around this world right now. for are getting their legs bombed, both blown off and kids dying left right and center and we're worried about not having a $40,000 a month that's fucked up. And and we have to introspect and we have to figure out where the fuck did this come from. So I share all this with so much love and compassion. Sometimes we need to drop the F bomb in order to wake you up and just make sure that like this is a this is serious. All right? So I love you. Um, good work, good work for listening through this episode. This is not easy stuff to process. A lot of business coaches, all they're doing is yelling at you to wake up earlier. Like, all right, heard it already. We need to go deeper than that. Got to go deeper. It's way deeper than what time you wake up at. That's very important stuff, by the way. But all right, I'm going off tangent. Let's wrap this up. Please share this episode with somebody who really needs to hear this. Who's operating from their lower self subconscious is just running the show and wants to start gaining awareness of how to step into the better version of them, which is there. It's all about just chipping away of what you're not. That's what this is all about. It's all in there, but it's about chipping away of what's not really you, the whole you. I love you. Have a great day. Share this on your social stories or your text messages. Get the word out there. Appreciate all the the listeners here sharing the good word. Have a great day. Ciao, ciao.